do 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 I bought that heater, and I don't know if it does much. Oh. Yeah. I mean, really? How close to your body is it? Right now? Not very. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It needs to be in physical contact with your legs, and then it's warm. It's in another room. Oh. Well, (laughs) it doesn't do much. I put it in a different room, and I'm freezing. I wanted it in my bedroom while I sleep. Well, yeah, but you only sleep for eight hours of your day, or if it's you, like two hours of your day. Excuse me, I slept for like 11 hours last night. Oh, okay. That's a much bigger segment of uh, the 24-hour period than I thought it would be. Yeah. Were you warm? Um, well, I was asleep. I couldn't tell. Well, did you wake up cold? A little. One of my blankets came okay. off. Gross. That's the worst part of camping for me is waking up just freezing and you can't get warm again. You can't go back to sleep. I hate that part of camping. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just waking up and being like, my blanket went somewhere, or my sleeping bag came down just a tiny little bit, and then it's like freezing outdoor cold air rushing in everywhere. It's like, I'm this is my life now. I'm stuck like yep. this. Yep. And it's so different from inside cold air, because even if the temperature might be colder inside, outside cold air is different. Outside cold air is actively trying to murder you. Mm. And there's, like, trees and stuff pushing it around, giving you wind. And, like, air moving is colder than stale air. It's worse. Yes, it's the worst. So, in conclusion, never go camping. Yeah, exactly. Camping sucks. Don't do it. Yep, last time I went camping, we just went there, built a fire, and went home and slept on our own beds. The end. (laughs) So you went out somewhere and lit a fire and left. (laughs) Pretty much. Well, yeah. I mean, we put it out before we left, but yes. I mean, you could build a fire in your backyard. We could, actually. Father-in-law gave us a little fire pit. Well, not really a pit, but it's a fire stand? I don't know. It's a metal thing where you put logs in it, put it, catch it on fire, and there's a grate that goes over the top. A brazier? Uh, sure. Do you, do you, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's called. It's basically like a little fire pit sort of thing. Yeah. Yes, but it's not in the ground. It's above the ground. Yeah. And we do have a corner of our yard that is kind of paved over there's like paving stones over there so mm. for the, a couple of years now we've been like we should put the the fire thing out in that corner and make some fires when it's cooler in the fall months but we never do it's never happened <clears throat> maybe this year we will kind of like uh this bunnings.com yeah yeah it's basically that it's raised up off the ground it's metal you put fire in it and it's fire yeah got it breezier okay. wonderful today i learned cool this has always been yep. an educational podcast it has been, and not in the ways that we can predict. Mm, that is true. And like, not in ways that are maybe useful, but it's that educational. Either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, great, you learn something. Now store that in your brain forever where you'll never use it again. Correct. Never once. Until one day when you're 67 years old and society has collapsed and as you're digging through the remains of what was left of your hometown, you find one of these and go, ah, it's a brazier. <laughs> And your companions go, what are you talking about? What are them fancy words? Say, I heard it on a podcast once. And what's a podcast, the kids will say. (laughs) Well, gather around, children. Yeah, let me tell you of the wonders of podcasting. (laughs) (sighs) Dark days. Dark days are upon us. It's like radio, but you can choose what you listen to and when. That's right, Cindy. Mm, So it's kind of like an MP3. Well, mm. yes, actually. 
Man, they know what MP3s are? Kids in the apocalypse are smart. I'm assuming they read them on their um, U-phones or something, you know. It's the apocalypse. They don't have U-phones. Society has collapsed. Uh, somehow, I imagine Apple being one of those, like, cockroach companies that just refuses to die in a <laughs> nuclear apocalypse. <laughs> they start marketing these terrible phones that cost, like, 85 cents, but they're, they're U-phones, dang it. They call them U-phones, but they're books. <laughs> they're just, like, scavenged encyclopedias. <laughs> and somehow they put the Apple on it, and it has prestige. Oh eighteen hundred dollars right yeah 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 and that's where they learn about mp3s and podcasts and stuff mm. yeah yep anyway uh yes so welcome to the podcast we've already got this thing started um so wade and i finished playing the raft, raft. we recorded that uh yesterday our time this is not yesterday your time it makes no sense but basically we finished recording raft so if you are a patron of either the podcast you're listening to right now or the YouTube channel, go ahead and head over to patreon.com and pull it up. Mm -hmm. And it's a good time. We basically figured out a lot of stuff. We had a lot of food saved up. We had enough water. We could spend a lot of time trying to kill the shark mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of just being hungry and thirsty all the time. It was nice. Yeah, it was a good break from reality. Yes, because <laughs> we're always hungry and thirsty. This is That's a sad thing to think about. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like playing that game on the difficulty that we were, which was easy for record, we got to a point Correct. where the shark might eventually eat our entire boat, but other than that, there's no real threat. Correct. Yeah. I mean, does the shark have a better chance to eat your entire raft on higher difficulties? Yeah, because if you're on hard, if you die, you like, that's it. It's like a one life hardcore server sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, so on normal, you come back with significantly less health, and I think some of your items take durability damage. Including your raft? No, stuff like your spear and fish and rod. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Hmm. That makes sense. But I'm just saying, does it make it easier for the shark to eat your entire raft? Like, does it oh. do more damage to your planks? It might. Science again. Hmm. So yeah, it was easy, because we tried it on the harder levels, and we died a whole ton. It was bad. <laughs> So, yeah, we will, I don't know, we might return to it if they add some more stuff to the game, because mm. as it stands, it wasn't, I mean, it's done, but it's not really done done, I don't yeah. think. I feel like they're planning on adding more stuff, because it's an early access game. Mm -hmm. This is probably more coming, yeah. Yeah, so I had a pretty good time with it. I mean, if they do end up adding new stuff, I have no problem going back, but we'll see. We'll see how we feel when that day comes. Yeah. So what are we moving on to, though? Well, while we were playing Roft, we were discussing some alternatives as to what to play next, and Wade said there's a game called Long Live the Queen on Steam. And he's like, well, so basically you play this princess whose mom dies, and you're only a teenager, and you're like thrust into a leadership position, and you have to make decisions about training your military, and discovering diplomacy, and being assassinated, and I was like, that sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> I like it. I'm on board. Let's do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Wade may have mentioned this while we were talking about it. It could have just flown right over my head, but he uh, he sent me a link to it and gifted me a copy so that we could play, and it is, um, it is Long Live the Queen Weeb style. <laughs> so... <laughs> Basically, the queen is a standard anime character. She's got the pink hair. She has the huge anime eyes. She has no nose and a tiny mouth. She is a mutant, yes. Yes, in every possible way. She is a mutant. And anyway, so that's it. I mean, it's everything else that Wade said about the game is accurate. Mm. It's, um. let's see. Uh, when you're 14 years old and the reason you've inherited the throne is that your royal mother has just met an untimely end and power is up for grabs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, release date, November 8th, 2013. I didn't realize it was five years old. Yeah, it's been around for a while. 
What's wrong with an old game? Nothing. It has 4,600 overwhelmingly positive reviews, so that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. What can I tell you? Yeah. I'm looking forward to playing it. You're going to have to do all like the cutesy anime girl voices, because I, I can't do those. Oh, gosh. Am I going to have to? All right. I'll practice. <laughs> Give us a teaser? <laughs> nope. Ah. Uh. You're just going to have to be a patron and find out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, so all of all, all my Steam friends list. You're the only person who owns the game, but it is in one of my friends' uh, want list. What's that called? Wish list. Wish list. Thank you. My words are hard. <laughs> yep, it's in his wish list. It's, it's $10, and it's been out for five years. Go buy it. Dude, just get the game. Yeah, seriously. You should gift him a copy for Christmas. Ooh, I really should. It's kind of coming up, too. Only five months away. That's close enough. So let's see. The developer is Hanako, and they have made other games such as Magical Diary, Horse Hall, Science Girls, Date Warp, Sword Daughter, which is an amazing title. (laughs) That's so good. Black Closet, England Exchange, and A Little Lily Princess. What the? I need to click on Sword Daughter. Hold on. (laughs) All right. Sword Daughter. Choose a path to adventure. Will you sneak into the dragon's lair or challenge the beast openly? Uh, openly. Openly it is. Seems like a book, though. It's a choose-your-own-adventure visual novel. Visual novel. Oh, okay. Technically, Long Live the Queen counts as a visual novel as well. It's basically choose-your-own-adventure as well, but it has... It, it. It's hard to define it because there's really only two types of visual novels. Visual novels and kinetic visual novels. And kinetic visual novels just means you have literally no ability to impact or change the story. There's nothing for you to choose. It's like reading a book. Yes. But they really don't have a good way to find the amount of mechanics in a visual novel. Like, this right. one looks like it's... You get to pick different dialogue choices or go down... Like, this one of the screenshots from Sword Daughter, it's like, fight the troll, climb around it, oh, go back down. Right? But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long Live the Queen, you get two opportunities to train and study in different classes a day, and then there are events and people you can talk to that will change and affect your mood. Your mood affects how well you do in certain classes, so there's more going on, making it more like a normal game. Right, right, right. There's more RPG going on. You get skill stats that you can use later, and yep. Yeah. Well, good. How long does it take to play through this thing? I have no idea. Okay. How long to beat? How long to beat? This person has 26 hours into it. This person has 15. This person has 40. Dang, son. Well, I mean, it really depends on how, like... <laughs> how you play it and how many times you play it? Yeah, and how many... Sure. Like, if you want to see all the different endings, stuff like that. This person's review is nep, nep, nep. 3.3 hours on record. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> how long to beat says four hours. Okay. Yeah. Completion is 15, is the average. Hmm. Hmm. All right, cool. So we'll do it. Look forward to that one. Coming soon to a Patreon page near you. Uh, other games coming out. Monster Hunter for PC. Monster Hunter World for PC. They announced it's coming out in August. So excited for this. Next month. Yeah, so excited. A bunch of my friends have the PlayStation and the Xbox, and they've loved the Monster Hunter. Mm. And I was like, I'm not a console person. PC Master Race, bro. And then <laughs> we got in a fight. They don't talk to me anymore. But... Uh, <laughs> I was I was really impressed by how much they loved Monster Hunter World. Mm. Uh, so you said it's coming out in August. Is that early, late, mid? What's going on with that? When? I don't know. To the Googles. Mm-hmm. PC Gamer says August 9th. So that's early. Oh. That's a month from today. Oh, that gives us three days to play it before Battle for Azeroth. Sure does. Ooh. We don't have to play Monster Hunter right away. Isn't it vaguely MMO-ish? It has like a uh, 
shared world online experience yeah. thing, the more people, the yes. better. Work together as a party. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's harder to find those the longer you wait. Sure is. Okay. Psyched for Battle for Azeroth, though. Listen to the excitement in my voice. Uh, so much excitement. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm, that makes me sad. I don't know. Maybe we should just do Monster Hunter and do Battle for Azeroth later. N- no. Wow. That no. was excitement. <laughs> that was infuriation at the idea. We will play Battle for Azeroth until we get to 120, and then we'll stop, like we did with Legion. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, because apparently you don't care about story. I love story. All I care about is a story. You take that back. <laughs> no. If you cared about story, you would have actually played through all the content of Legion instead of just being like, well, we'll hit 110. <sighs> what? No. What are you talking about? I hit 110 the last play session. At what point did I say I'm done? After we you stopped streaming and then we were still talking for a bit and you said, hmm, who knows if we'll play this again later. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Who knows what the future will hold? Maybe I'll get hit by a car. No, 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 no. You were like, we, we were like, <laughs> we were having to think of like, well, what should we play? Like, should we just play this for the next month? You know, or should we like switch to a different game? You were, you were ready to put down your sword for Azeroth because you'd hit 110. You were like, I'm hanging up my cape. I'm going to go back to my little prairie in the woods or whatever and be a farmer. You were done saving the planet. Do you, do, do, do you understand how prairie and woods are not the same thing? And in fact, very different. Oh yeah, incredibly. And that you can't do it prairie in the in prairie in the woods just breaks my brain. Good. Cuz that's how I feel when you just like, well, <laughs> when you say, okay, well we've hit 110, why keep playing? All right. Well, um in that case, we will continue playing The World of Warcraft on twitch.tv/falconpaladin. Mm, I feel like you're just saying that. What? No. Dude, it's not even streaming day. Tomorrow is streaming day. We'll do it. Mm. Okay. I don't know when I've lied to you about this in the past. What if I said, sure, we'll just totally stream this thing and then bailed? Hmm? Uh, pff, I don't know. That's what I, th- that's what I thought. I keep my promises. So we'll do it. All right. In other news, other stuff that's coming out, uh, there is a game called Kittened, which by the time you're listening to this has been out for a few <laughs> days. But Summicron basically has a Google alert set up for uh, a cat video game. <laughs> and whenever something is released, it shows up in his Gmail and he's like, ooh. And he immediately goes and pre-orders it. Two things. One, I don't use Gmail. Two, I do not have a oh, Google right. alert for cat games. Okay. Well, how did you find out about this one? Hmm. I, I looked at the upcoming games in, the, in Steam, and it's like, hey, this game's coming out in six hours. So it's usually at the top of the list when it's that close. Ah, and it does look terrible. It does. It does. Uh, it looks like a very low-budget version of like the Nintendo game on DS where you get to look after a cat. <gasps> Yeah, wait, wait, wait. So there's Nintendogs. Yeah, and Nintend Cats, yeah. There's Nintend Cats? I don't even know that. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It might have been under Nintend Pets. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically, are you in space the whole time? Is this all about space? What? In, in kitten? Yeah. I'm watching this trailer, and it seems like you're in space the whole time. What makes you think you're in space? What do you mean it makes you think you're in space? There's oh. huge windows, like, looking out in the vast expanses of space, and there's Earth out the window. <laughs> okay, see, I was just looking at the cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Most people watch this trailer and go, look how cute the kid. Oh, that one's purple. But not Falcon Paladin. He says, hmm, what other environmental details are here that can tell us more about this game? <laughs> you're like, we're in space. It's also a VR game by the looks of it. It does look like a VR game. 
It is a VR game. You require an Oculus yep. Lift or a HTC Vive. Aw, I don't have one of those. Yeah, so we're not playing this. Damn. Nope. Oh, well. Definitely not. So let's see. You take <laughs> The first bullet point is, take care of an overwhelming amount of kittens. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly become the cat lady. Easy to master. Two button controls. <laughs> that is real easy. See the kittens eat, play, and destroy your home in stunning VR. Mm. Yeah. I like this game very much. <laughs> you wouldn't want to play this? No. Feels like a work management sim. Like you're looking after like a cat cafe or daycare or something. Something. Mm. And I mean, part of this trailer, a laser comes down from the ceiling and starts burning your house. Cats have lasers. That's not good. No, it's not a cat. It is in the ceiling, independently controlled, and it just starts burning things. Uh. Okay. <gasps> if there was a chance it could actually burn a cat, though. You what? That'd be terrible. That'd be a horrible part. There's no way they would do that. That's Although, there is a part where the whole apartment's on fire. I'm not sure how the cats survive that. Yeah, I have no idea. Mm. Yeah. I'm about to find a Let's Play or something. Mm. I guarantee that's already out on Twitch. Ready for this? Searching for kittened. And it's not even... Where's my game games? Conrad the Kitten, Kitten Madness, Armored Kitten. No, nobody's streaming Kittened. This is weird. Because hmm. usually that's what they do with the new game releases, is they give it early to influencers, to people with big Twitch channels, and say, play this game, we'll give it to you for free, and other kickbacks maybe. Yeah, but I mean, the game still A, has to look great, and as we've already covered, the game looks bad. That's true. And I don't think there's a huge market for like streaming VR games. I guess not. Maybe not yet. Maybe one day. Hmm. I mean, I know Railgun was doing that Star Wars lightsaber thing, mm. Beat Saber, mm -hmm. and that's got a lot of attention on the YouTubes. Apparently, people are starving for that content, so nice job, Railgun. But this is not that. Yeah, it looks Beat Saber looks like a much better game. Agreed. Anyway, so there's Kittened, and then we were talking before we started about other games that are coming out, um, all very simulatory. There's Bus Driver Simulator, which either recently came out or is coming out soon, which... Okay, number one, I was surprised there wasn't already a bus driver simulator. Hmm, that's, that's the confusing part of the story. Yeah, because there's semi-truck simulator, and there's farming simulator, and there's forklift simulator, but really, it, it's 2018, and we didn't have a bus driver simulator yet. Apparently. Though in fairness, in fairness, it is more complicated, right? You have to drive routes, you have to pick up passengers and drop off passengers, and it's a little different from just hauling a load of stuff in a truck. Maybe. Uh, there is a game out called Bus Driver Simulator. It's an early access. came out in January. Oh. Again, yeah. 2018. This might be... This has got to be the same game, though, right? Oh. Is it? Does it have mostly negative reviews on recent? Huh. So, Bus Driver Simulator, early access, mostly negative reviews of the 13. I'm trying to decide if this is it. I just... I saw a write-up on it. Somebody on, I think, Kotaku had written about it and was like, I really like this. And I understand why you think that's weird, but... I'm having a good time. I I mean, I think when people think of simulator games, they think of like, is it, because it feels like it's one company that makes like the truck driving simulator and the um, like farming simulator. Yes. It, it feels like it's just, it's just one company and this does not look of that quality. No. And that's, that's an excellent point. The Euro truck simulator and the farming simulator at this point, they're on game like 18 of each of those and they look good. They've been polished pretty well, but this is not looking like that. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe this is a different thing. Well, okay, so the people that make uh, Farming Simulator only make Farming Simulator. 
Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, they also make Demolition Company Gold Edition. I don't know what that is. I think it's a Demolition Simulator game. That sounds pretty fun. That sounds way better than Euro Truck Simulator. <laughs> yeah, where you get to drive around in bulldozer and knock down buildings. Sounds fun yes, to me. Yes, that sounds so much more fun. Okay, so this is the... This is the thing. This is the thing that I saw on Kotaku. And it doesn't look like the same thing that we're looking at on Steam. It looks way better. Way better, yeah. Yeah. Link, 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 link. There's not a link to the game in the article. Okay, Bus Simulator 19. Let's try searching that. Nope, it's not in Steam? What? 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 A PC game not in Steam? What is this heresy? Not, Not possible. Okay, there's, there's trailers. I can't find a... This game is imaginary, Wade. <clears throat> it very well might be. There's... Yeah, there's YouTube first looks and trailers, and here's some gameplay for it. And this is all in the last month or so. Hmm. There's a multiplayer trailer. But there's literally not a website to go buy this game. I think it's Vaporware. I think we're being <laughs> tricked. It seems like it. Okay. This is confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Someone at Otaku found a game and played it that doesn't exist. I read the thing. I read the article and I looked at the stuff and I was like, this looks pretty good. And then I went about my business. I never thought that it doesn't actually exist Mm. to the comments. The comments know everything. They'll have you believe that. Well, no one's complaining that it doesn't exist. I don't think Lumberjack Simulator came out either. Lumberjack Simulator? (laughs) Professional Lumberjack 2015. It looks like it might have come out. Oh, man. If it doesn't have the Monty Python Lumberjack song, they've lost everything. I don't know the song that you're talking about. You don't know the I'm a Lumberjack song? I'm a Lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night and I work all day. I cut down trees. I eat my lunch. Oh, crap. What's the last one? Cut down trees. I eat my lunch. Anyway, it goes on to where the lumberjack wears women's clothing and presses wildflowers and stuff. Uh huh. It's very good. I'll send you, I'll send you a link. You can watch it later. Uh, car mechanic simulator. That sounds fun. Yeah, could be. I think it also comes with the ability to drive the car on a test track, so that's good. Ooh yeah. And then if you didn't repair it correctly, it breaks down on you. <laughs> Have you ever played the game Jalopy? No. Uh, so... Uh, is that in Steam? Yes. By golly, it is. So, it's basically, you live in a, I think it's an Eastern European country, and you have a piece of junk car, and you have to drive nice. it somewhere, and as you drive, you have to, like, scavenge other broken down cars to constantly try and keep it running. Oh, that's brilliant. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's a really good game. Zero to 60 kilometers per hour in 22.5 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It does not go fast. That's good. She'll need regular maintenance. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's got some good reviews, too. Very positive. 3,000 reviews. Yeah. So many games out there. Not enough time. I know. If you love playing PC games and you just can't get enough of your PC, you can also play PC Building Simulator. Ooh, yes. That... (laughs) Very similar to Jalopy, I think. Well, you don't drive around in your PC and scavenge other PCs on the side of the road to make it better. Oh, you don't break into your neighbor's apartments and steal their parts? No, I've never once broken into (laughs) my neighbor's and stole his, like, (laughs) CPU. 
be amazing. Build your dream PC. This is actually kind of genius. Because mm-hmm. it's it's wish fulfillment, right? Like, I have a $500 piece of crap PC, but if I had the money for a $2,900 state-of-the-art everything PC, this is how I would do it. Mm-hmm. You could also use it as, like, a learning technique. Being like, this is how you put together a PC. And then you do it a couple times, and then you actually do it. Do it in real life. Not that it's hard. Although, I have a skewed perspective on this, because I've been building PCs since I was 14. Nah. Um, but really not that hard. I didn't build mine. I had my housemate do it. Well, you're capable. Yeah. Build your next one, Wade. Nah. <laughs> no. I don't think I will. Just lie to me. I have fat fingers. Okay, that is a problem, actually. Stubby fingers can get in the way of your PC build, for sure. I'm also just cautious around things where it's like, if you pick up this thing and touch it on this side, it's ruined. Um, Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, but if you just pick up stuff by the edges, you're okay. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually have, like, real PC part. Um, like real companies manufacturers yeah 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 you get msi uh evga corsair i saw like a mm-hmm. gtx 1080 tie yeah they've what? got intel amd mm, maybe oh so, if you scroll down it has a list of all their um gotcha all the manufacturers what what do you do you just build pcs you, i bet okay you can't like it might be like a load you, up crisis or anything. <laughs> test it to see if it runs. It's like, yeah. Is it actually pirated versions of Crisis 3? What FPS am I getting in Crisis with this build? That's so. They could do that. Come on. You could have to partner with. Um, who makes Crisis? Crisis is made by Crytek. I don't care. I suppose I should have seen German that. Developer coming. Crytek and published by EA because EA is freaking everywhere. Mm grumble grumble ea it's not going to be an ea podcast yeah no 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 i don't have the energy for an ea podcast nope no nobody does so yeah i I feel like i might be interested in getting this if you could actually load up different games and see how they ran based on the build that you chose but Mm. if it's just like you did it look at the shiny lights then so basically what you want to do is load up a virtual pc in your computer and test a program yeah don't you do that for work? Um, no, I don't test hardware. I test software at work. Right, but you you want to test the so- software on, uh, on your hardware yeah. in the game, so it's kind of Correct. similar. Similar it is process. Kind of similar, but I mean, it'd be good. I mean, I don't know. You can already do this, right? You can go to PC Part Picker and build a PC there with all the different parts, and it will tell you what performance you'll get. Hmm. Um, based on different games that are out there. But I just think it'd be fun to add that into this. A little more visceral, a little more hands-on, right? I bet there is something like that where they have uh, like an off-brand crisis. It's like Fiasis or something, you know, where it's that's their idea of like testing it on a high-end game that they just can't include actual games. The copyright stuff. Yeah. So they throw in like a parody sim of games, being like, try it on the Finns. And instead of the Sims, it's like Shark Sims or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yep. Let's do that. Yep. Corsair TXM Series Plus. Yeah, potential. I mean, it looks nice. I think the modeling's really good. Mm, Certainly looks pretty. And like those final shots of the the builds when they're done are kind of hypnotic a little bit with the lights and the spinnies and the... mm. Thinking about upgrading? Nope. I'm done for five years, pretty much. (laughs) It's a five-year cycle. 
Yeah, which gives me two and a half years before I need to upgrade. It's a long time. You'll be fine. Yeah, I'll manage. Yeah. All right. Uh, in other news, uh, this has been announced, officially announced. The new host of the Dank Shrine podcast is Duddles. Ooh, Duddles. Duddles, who you might know from the meme, who the hell is Duddles? Who the hell is Duddles? <laughs> who the hell is Duddles? Nobody knows. I don't know. Right? So that's the thing. He runs He runs the Dank Shrine, Dank Shrine podcast. That's it. He is basically giving it over. From the previous guy who ran it, who was Toast. Hmm. His name was Toast. Uh, but he wants me to be his first guest on it. So I, I accepted. said, absolutely, let's make this thing happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'll be doing an interview with him in the next couple of weeks. And I'm not sure if it's going to be live cast. I think it's going to be live cast on Twitch is the plan. And then available on a bot on YouTube later, I believe is the deal there. But watch for that in the next couple of weeks there. You can follow Duddles just by searching Duddles on Twitter. And mm-hmm. then uh, Dank Shrine is that Duddles also has a Twitter account. Duddles 1, I think? Uh, is it Duddles 1? Uh, it is Duddles 1. Who's the other Duddles? <laughs> Danielle Marie is the first Duddles. Joined in July 2000. You need to get this. You need to get this handle, Duddles. She joined in July 2009. Her last tweet was in August of 2009. Done. It's a, it's a dead account then. It's so dead. It's 10 years dead. <laughs> He should be able to go to Twitter and be like, I want this. And there's like, absolutely. There were five tweets on this account and it's 10 years dead. Well, if we report Duddles, eventually nope. they'll uh, take the account down. True. I'll recommend that to Duddles when I'm on the pod. Actual Duddles follows Duddles. <laughs> yes. I'm sure. Sure. What happened was he got on Twitter and he was like, I want the Duddles name. And he went to look for it. and It was already taken. And he said, crap. Okay. So at Duddles has nine followers. <clears throat> There's Duddles one. Yep. Uh, at Arius, who is wearing in his logo a Team Liquid hoodie uh, shirt. So maybe Starcraft. Someone named Ivan Kennedy. College's Net. Uh, Walt X4, who I've never heard of. Well, like, there's nothing there. It's an egg account. Jack eighteen four cure. Uh, someone named Rebecca and singer spelt with a one instead of an I. Classic. The ninth person is the verified account of Kevin Rudd, former Prime Minister of Australia. What? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking at his account, he's following four hundred eight thousand accounts. So yes, but that still what an <laughs> odd place to run into Kevin. <laughs> it really is. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, NBA's all-time leading scorer. Mm-hmm. So she's got to be Australian, right? Like, who follows the former PM of Australia besides Australians? Come on. Maybe he's a follow-for-a-follower kind of guy. I mean, let's, how many people is he following? Did you say 400,000? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's got 1.7 million followers, though. Yeah. Well, he's the prime minister of a giant country. Ex-prime minister. Right, right. But he was at one point. Yep. Kevin 07. It sounds like you're a fan of his. <laughs> yeah, too young to vote then. Ah, but you did like the Kevin. <laughs> did you just go by Kevin? Kevin Rudd. Like, I mean, he's, re- he's related to Paul Rudd, so, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> no, he's not. Don't you tell lies on my podcast. <laughs> he might be. No. Why not? Rudd. It's an incredibly common name. I've only heard of two Rudds, I'll have you know. I'm not engaging anymore. <laughs> We're not doing this. 
related. <laughs> You're going to cut this out of the podcast. I know you will. <laughs> it's just going to be, <laughs> they are related. Moving on. No, I'm going to work on a way to make you agree with me. And then I'll put oh. that in here and then we'll move on. Oh boy. All right. Sounds great. All right. I think it is time now that we've been talking about Paul Rudd to discuss the Ant-Man and the Wasp. Sure. So both Wade and I saw it over the weekend. I went Friday night. Zomicron saw it on Sunday, I think. Monday. Saw it on his Monday. What is your initial review? What were your initial thoughts? Uh, Initial thoughts, it's good. Solid movie. No huge problems with it. Yeah. (laughs) I think it is kind of forgettable. I have nothing to say on it. I don't really feel the need to go see it again. You don't have anything to say about it? I mean... No. Okay. Wow. Well, I have some thoughts. <laughs> you sit there and listen while I discuss my thoughts. Well, here's the thing. Maybe you'll have your thoughts and then I'll have something to say. Oh, that does happen sometimes, doesn't it? Yes. All right. So I thought it was interesting. This takes place prior to the events of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I was figuring... I mean, I don't know. I watched the trailer for it, so I knew. But I just kind of thought that maybe it would be post-Infinity War and Ant-Man would be working to figure out what the crap happened, maybe try to fix some stuff, but nope. No, 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 no. The entirety of this movie, except for one tiny part, is prior to the snap. Mm-hmm. So it's very small scale. It's super small scope here. It's basically the plot is the original Ant-Man, Hank Pym, and his daughter, Hope, trying to get back Mrs. Ant-Man. Mrs. Yep. Pym, right? The Wasp. No. Yeah, what? Yeah. Yes, the original Wasp, right. <laughs> so confusing two ant-man and two wasps well when you think about it the movie of the title is not uh paul rudd and evangeline lily it's paul rudd uh, and the original wasp is who they were really referring to no it's ant-man and the wasp it could be referring to hank pym and his wife holy crap that just blew my mind <laughs> you're welcome it could be but he doesn't really put on an ant-man suit Hank Pym doesn't put on an Ant-Man suit at any point. He kind of doesn't he when he's in the when he's in the quantum realm. Doesn't he, he puts wearing... on a suit? It's not an Ant-Man suit. Hmm. All right, he's too old to be Ant-Man, but he yeah. was at one point. He was at and one point. He is point. really involved. He is super involved. Yes. Yeah. So this is about him. This could be about him. Hmm. Okay. Yep. So that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Rudd is he is under house arrest. So basically, <laughs> apparently, joining the renegade aspect of the Avengers and going off to fight the good Avengers gets you two years of house arrest and a plea deal mm-hmm. yep. which seems fine i mean that sounds like the american court system yeah yeah i guess it's a good point i mean he, okay here's the thing it's a really like a matter of what did he turn over in exchange well but what what do you what what, what what information would he give like what's he offering here that's the question that i'm proposing like what did he give i don't know but he would have had to have given him something because they don't take a plea deal for nothing they literally already had him in prison yeah they had already captured him yeah which really that, just raises the question of how did he hide the suit? Because he went giant size, and then he came down, and he explained in the movie that he fell asleep for three days. But he was also somehow able to stash the suit somewhere. But within three days, yeah. they would have had him in prison. Yeah. I mean, it sure seemed like he got all big at the airport in the fight in Civil War, and then got real tired and slept for three days. And, and sometime in between there, he took off the suit and mailed it. But he was surrounded by Avengers. I don't know when he had time to do that. Yeah. Who knows? So that is one thing. That is one thing we have a quibble about. Yeah. 
anyway, the casting's great. I love Paul Rudd. Evangeline Lilly was awesome. She kicked ass. Michael Pena was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice that Michael Pena got another one of his monologues where he's telling <laughs> the story and it does the everybody is being Michael Pena for a minute. I love those. Yes. They, they could do an entire movie like that and I would be <laughs> perfectly happy with it. <laughs> yes. I would be stoked. So he was amazing. Walter Goggins is amazing. It's unjustified. He's one of my favorite villains. Well, slash anti-heroes of all time. He's wonderful. Um, mm. He's the bad guy. He's the Southern tech dude who wants the I know, I know who lab. He is. I know who he is. Okay, good. All right. You just sounded unsure. No, uh, well, I'm unsure that he was any like if he was needed in the movie. Oh, that's a hot take. Hot take. <laughs> you, you, you're trying to draw me out, but I don't know if it's working. Yep, I sure am. All right, so tell me wh- how does the movie work if he's not in it? I mean, what what part of this is he's unnecessary? Uh, okay, so what his entire role is he gets word from a like a crooked FBI agent that Hank Pym and God, I should remember her name Hope. Hope. Hope uh, building a quantum lab, right? Yes. And he has promised that lab to a certain third party who are willing to pay $1 billion for it, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, the problem with that is he doesn't know what the lab's capable of. He knows the building... Uh, he actually doesn't know the building can shrink until later, right? Because why would he? Uh, all he knows is that they've got a quantum lab somewhere and that he has a part for it correct he doesn't know what it can do he like what did he sell it on that's my real concern well maybe he he knows that anything that requires this part that he was tasked to get is some crazy expensive complicated system of some kind well i mean i mean he knows they've built a crazy complicated system he's been slowly selling them black market parts for it yes yeah so he's a lot of data points to figure out exactly what they're trying to do yeah i mean it's one of the problems with quantum anything is (laughs) it's magic yeah, it's, it's, I mean, there's a level of science there somewhere, but 99% but... of moviegoers aren't going to understand the difference between quantum mechanics and magic, and I'm one of them. Yeah. That is annoying, because you're right. Quantum science is a real thing, but in movies, more often than not, it's used to mean magic. I mean, Paul Rudd makes fun of it. He's like, do you guys just stick quantum in front of words? <laughs> it's like, yes, that is what they've done. You're right, Paul Rudd. Stop being genre savvy. I just, he functions basically as a way to tip off the FBI or tip off the NSA or whoever's keeping track of Paul Rudd and the PIMS is tracking them, right? It's the FBI. Yeah. Uh, He tips them off to tell them what's going on. And that's right. That's how Hank and Hope get arrested. And that's what makes Paul Rudd have to save them. And that's, it really does move the plot along. But I feel like there, there are other ways you can do that. For instance, you could have some part of it be like, oh, when S.H.I.E.L.D. collapsed, a lot of their agents, you know, moved into FBI roles, things like that. And one of them has S.H.I.E.L.D.'s facial recognition systems just plugged into every camera ever and they've caught a hit, right? The FBI this in the movie here literally at no point do any work of their own. That is correct. They sit around, they watch the ankle monitor alert, yeah. and do nothing. Yes. Correct. When if they actually just like, oh, hey, we caught a hit off public t- uh, CCTV or something. Ah, yeah. what do you think this is? London? We don't have cctv everywhere in america good point i forgot that you guys are strange um we don't believe in governmental spying on the citizens (laughs) different ways i i got it Uh, no okay Uh, what about uh, like the ferry or something i'm getting the scenes mixed up because when he goes to the ferry he's got like a million people pointing cameras on him they would have been tipped off there yeah okay oh you're saying they should have shown up shown up sooner when he's 
crashing through downtown San Francisco and causing millions of pedestrian deaths. Yeah. You're right. They should have. <laughs> not millions. A lot, though. Uh, probably no, a lot. Millions. A lot. Okay. Criminal guy really just isn't needed, I don't think. Okay. I think I'm on board with this. I think I agree with you. There are ways they could have done it mm. where he's just not involved. All right, cool. I think the entire reason he was there is because they gave you dispensable people that Ant-Man and Wasp could actually just hurt as they fought off for cool fight scenes. Like, let's shrink this guy's bike. All right, cool. That was fun. The FBI don't run up on a motorbike suit. Let's have him be chased by criminals instead. Yep. The FBI is not going to chase you in in a motorcycle. They have SUVs for that. Very true. Uh, Okay, so here's a question about shrinking. So you're in a car and you're driving along at 40 miles an hour and you hit shrink. Mm -hmm. How do you maintain the same speed you were going before? Uh, momentum it just carries you well, but, but okay but you maintain it you're not because right the engine shrinks down the wheels shrink down mm-hmm. the power available in this car is shrunk down does yeah. it make like you do, are you see what i'm saying uh okay so the explanation <laughs> this is like yes. it's it's magic more than science but the explanation in magic. the first ant-man is it doesn't change the number of atoms, only shrinks or expands the di- uh, distance between them. Oh, right. And they tried to be like, so it's real heavy, but then they ignored that, the rest of everything. Oh, yeah. The only time the science really comes back into it is when Ant-Man gets large again, and then he slows down because of physics. Like, that's the only time they really kind of account for it. Because yep. when he gets small, but, enough, I, I don't know what they do. They're just like, well, insert cool fight scene. Yes, but they make a whole point in the first Ant-Man movie that this tank that is shrunk down is still super dense and crazy heavy. Mm-hmm. But then they're carrying around a book full of cars that have been shrunk down and have no problem just wheeling those things around and picking them up with one hand. Apparently when they get shrunk, they get lighter somehow. I know, but they specifically said that's not the case in the first Ant-Man movie. I don't And then they it. just... Comp- Okay, completely ignored it after that. I don't know. It's an upgrade. They made it lighter in the second <laughs> version. I don't know. I don't know how they did it. Because he was carrying around that tank on a keychain. Right? If it still weighed the same as a tank, he w- there's no way he was picking it up. Yeah. Even after shrinking, shouldn't the tank weigh the same? If it's the same amount of atoms there, yes. Yeah. Based on the explanations given in the movie, yes. But they completely ignore that. Yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. So that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I also read a thing that's like, okay, so you're being chased by the bad guys and you shrink down. Stay small. Mm -hmm. Stay small. Hide under other cars. Go drive into a crack in the sidewalk or something. Like, why are you going big again? They can't, they can't find you if you're tiny. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm on board with this. That was a quibble. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a bit of a nitpick, but yeah. Yes. Cassie was adorable. Oh my gosh. When she's like, I could be your partner. I was like, oh, my heart is melting. You're so <laughs> cute. You want to help your dad save the world, but you're like five. Oh, she was great. Cute little kid. Yeah. And sometimes child actors ruin movies. So I think mm. she did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. She she was definitely not awful. I did. Okay. I did kind of feel like, so ghost, right? Like, ghost character. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of tell not show going on with her. Hmm. A little bit. Generally, when you're doing fiction to establish a character, you show them doing stuff. And you... Right? Yeah. You show or tell is the general rule of any filmmaking. Correct. And there was a lot of like... And then I was trained to be a crazy assassin. And I did all this stuff. And here's maybe a couple scenes of me doing stuff. But it just felt like there was a lot more of that than actually getting the sense that she was that super dangerous. Mm. I mean, I guess the first time we see her, she does kick the crap out of Hope and steal her thing. So maybe that's a bad complaint. Maybe I rescind my complaint. I mean, okay, for one, the actress whose name I can't remember. It, I think that's actually her better role in the last two movies that she's been in. Uh, her name is 
Hannah John Kamen? Common? Common, I think. Uh, so what was the last two roles I, last name. I saw her in Tomb Raider and Ready Player One. She's in Tomb Raider? She plays the Tomb Raider. What? Which Tomb Raider? Most recent one? No. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. The latest Tomb Raider, which has Walter Walton Goggins in it, oh, is it... um Alicia Vikander. Okay, because I was told... I saw somewhere, I was like, oh, I guess, yeah, that's her. And now I'm reading the uh, IMDb credit, and she plays Sophie. Okay. Okay. So ignore what I just said. She plays a side character that's shown for, like, four seconds. Okay, got it. Yeah. In which case, she's still much better in this. Yes. She is good in this. In Ready Player One, I did not like it, though. Who is she in Ready Player One? Yeah, she plays, like, a second in charge of, the, like, the big company. who? IOI. Of the... Oh, of the bad guys? Yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah. Hmm cool good for her yeah she's new she basically it says that she got started in doing voice work for dark souls so i mean that's okay that's interesting it's pretty recent dark souls just had a remaster come out as well sure did i'm not gonna play it no that's too hard oh she's in an episode of black mirror too did not recognize her from that oh really which one uh play test is about Oh, it's the one where the guy goes in to playtest the horror game. Uh, I have not seen this one. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he's looking for a job and he basically find, he gets offered to do this crazy, super immersive horror game test by a really well-established um, video game company. Right. It is. Yep. My mind is blown again thinking okay. about that one. You should watch it. Cooper meets Sonia, a tech journalist. The next day, he learns his credit card number has been stolen and is left without money for a return trip. Okay. I will don't watch. Spoil, don't spoil it. I don't think I spoiled anything. Okay, good. Do you have anything else to say about Ant-Man and the Wasp? Um, I thought the giant ant that took his place in the house with the ankle bracelet so the FBI wasn't suspicious was really weird. <laughs> um... It's like, I get that the ants can help, I guess, okay, this stretches it too, but the ants helping you build a quantum tunneling device, one thing, having the ants perfectly mimic the movements of Paul Rudd over a 24-hour period for several days in a row is weird. I don't think he's one-to-one. I just think he's in the same area doing the same thing. He's playing the stupid drum set. (laughs) Playing the drums and playing the drums like a drummer (laughs) is two different things. He might have had a terrible high score. You don't know. (laughs) <laughs> we don't know how good the ant was at playing the drums true point in fact he's cheating he has more arms which really raises the question where did he find all the extra drumsticks i don't know maybe ant-man had spares sure just in case maybe he breaks them a lot he did look pretty uh enthusiastic when he was playing that thing i suppose yeah uh it was a little weird watching the ant take a bath because the ant would have had to recognize that the ankle bracelet can't go in the bath yeah there's a lot of stuff I did feel like it was a little too, uh, like, 70s Doctor Who when I when they walked into the lab for the first time and there's just ants walking around being like, all right, well, we're going to build this thing. Yeah. I thought it was like, because they don't look right. In the first movie, there's only, like, one that's giant and it's kind of in the bedroom and then it's kind of dark outside because it's night as it, like, escapes down the street. And now there's, like, 60 of them and it's something about them that just doesn't look right. No, because well, they're building a quantum tunneling device. Of course it doesn't look right. <laughs> and Hank's like, no, 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 you got to put that screw in the other way. And the ant's like, yeah, you got it, boss. It's like, come on. <laughs> what is going on here? I don't know. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Minor quibble. It's not like it took me out of the movie. It's not like it made me hate it and I never want to watch it again. It was just kind of like, eh. Meh. Meh. 
but we should talk about the mid-credit scene. Sure. So, did you see that coming? Yeah. Aw, I didn't. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at picking up on what movies are trying to do. But so yeah, so like he Paul Rudd goes in the thing and he gathers the quantum healing stuff, whatever. I feel like they could send a drone in there to do this, but I guess risking his life is also cool. Uh and then when he's in like the window in which he's in there gathering the quantum healing stuff is about four seconds, uh-huh, maybe yeah. ten or fifteen, and that's the time that Thanos snaps his fingers and everybody outside the van is dusted yeah so hope got her mother back for like a day maybe two and then she's dusted well but, i know but they they got dusted together like it's not like she's missing her <laughs> she's dust you're right obliviation is much better <laughs> when you're you're also being obliviated great oh 100 yeah. percent. yeah although there is a theory that they're all in the soul stone they're not actually dead dead yeah yeah we don't need to get back into that because you know what loki wouldn't be in there because he's just dead we sure don't have to get back into that. Yeah. So poor, I mean, basically at this point, God hates Paul Rudd because it's <laughs> like the odds of that being the case, like the one place, the one time when he gets trapped in the quantum realm and everybody who can get him out is dusted and nobody knows he's in there. Oh, it's so good. Really makes you wonder, he's just going to be in there forever now. How does he get out? He's got, he's got bad karma. Well, somebody made the point that the doors open on the van and that maybe Louise, like has an alarm set up and the Lojack knows where the van is. Maybe he can go and get him out, but that assumes he knows how to work the thing, which I don't think he does. <laughs> no, I don't think he does. Well, obviously he's going to have to come out. Otherwise there's going to be some serious like script wizardry to get Thanos to jump down into the quantum realm to fight Ant-Man for five minutes. <laughs> Why does wait? What? Why does he have to fight Ant-Man for five minutes? Well, how like, cause we know Ant-Man's in the next movie. And if Ant-Man's stuck down there and nobody can get him out, something's got to put Thanos down there. Right. No, but he has to get out. Because Thanos doesn't care. Thanos is freaking farming on some planet somewhere. He doesn't give a crap about Ant-Man. He accomplished his goal. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's getting out somehow. Someone's going to have to get him out. Yeah, yeah. Yes, totally. Somehow, some way. Like, maybe um, Lawrence Fishburne's character can get him out. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I do have a piece of insight that might help you, if, but it's I, I'm going to throw it out there. It's probably a spoiler, if you want it. Mm. Mm. For the next Infinity War movie? Mm. <sighs> Either that or the next Ant-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep it to yourself. <laughs> that's probably unfair. Maybe. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Anything else we need to talk about? Uh, did you want to talk about StarCraft 2 players getting gold medals? Ooh, yeah. Let's do that. All right. So you haven't looked Let's at that it. link yet, have you? Nope. I'll click right. it now. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh. Keep it minimized. Not clicking it. This is a game I want to play. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So basically, StarCraft 2 is going to headline esports at the Asian Games, right? Awesome. Right. So the Asian Games are going to be in India, Indonesia later this summer. And they're going to have, I think it's... Starcraft, Hearthstone, Counter-Strike, and maybe Overwatch, I think is... I read that somewhere. I don't know where. This article is just about Starcraft, because let's face it, that's the one we care about. Correct. So hold on. Asian Games. Only 
players from Asian countries can compete, or yes. is it open to the world? No, no only oh. Asian countries. So that's the game we're going to play. I'm going to read you a player name. You get one point, and this is on a system. You get the point if you recognize the name. Point two, okay. the second point is you can tell me what nation they're from. Okay, and this is all StarCraft players. All StarCraft players. Eight StarCraft right. players, which means there's a total of 16 points. Okay, I'm going to be real embarrassed here. Go ahead. Nice. Nice? Do you recognize the name? This is total on a yes. system point. Yes. Okay. I'm not Googling. I do okay. recognize the name. Okay, good. Can you tell me the nation? I'm going to say Korea. No. Remember, only each country can only send one player. You think Korea is going to send... What? Yeah. I missed that part. Sorry. Okay. I'll let you have another guest. Okay. And in that case, uh, Taiwan. Uh, no. Okay. It was uh, Chinese Taipei. What? <laughs> I got that point. You give me that point, Wade. <laughs> give it to me. Okay, yes. I don't recognize the authority of China on this matter. <laughs> All right, right. Fine. Second player. Do you recognize him? Maru. Maru. Yeah. He's the Korean rep. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I assume they just went with whoever won the most recent GSL. Yeah. Totally makes sense. He's on fire right now. Okay, so you've got four points. Uh, do you recognize the name Mio Micah? Mio Micah, I do recognize that name. Mm, do you recognize the country he's from? Mio Micah, Mio Micah. I do not. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess the Philippines. No, he's from Vietnam. Vietnam. All right, I'll allow it. Okay, next player, Strike. Strike. That I don't recognize. Mm, any guess on the country of Strike? Mm, it's completely in the dark. But I will say Indonesia. No, it's Thailand. Oh, cool. Uh, okay, next player, Amy Pai. Amy Pai? How do you spell that? Capital A M Y, capital P I E. Nope. Nope. Zero percent. No. Country? Uh, Indonesia. <laughs> You'll be right once eventually. I, I sure will. But no, that's Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. I wouldn't even guess Sri Lanka is its own country. That's mm. how ignorant american i am <laughs> Fair that's enough. the island off the coast of india though right i believe so yes uh next player lightweight lightweight nope don't know that name mm. i'm gonna go indonesia <laughs> i think you've, i don't think you're taking this game seriously <sighs> i'm just shot in the dark three I times in a row are. yeah it's gonna be one eventually lightweight is from kazakhstan kazakhstan i didn't realize kazakhstan would be in this thing that's considered an asian country apparently is afghanistan too uh is afghanistan represented no afghanistan is not represented how about pakistan no nepal no mongolia no oh my gosh all right we got two players left okay okay all right demigod nope don't know that name either take a guess at the country um it's not indonesia mm, it's not indonesia uh malaysia no Kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia. It's Iran. Iran. Iran's in the Asian games? What? <laughs> Does Iraq have a team too? Or a player too? No. There's only one player left. And it's, I believe it's pronounced Jekylton. Jekylton. Nope, don't know that name either. Morrow's just going to wreck is basically what this is. Why'd they even invite Korea? <laughs> that is the point I'm getting at. <laughs> okay. Thank you for stumbling upon my hidden message. That player is from which country? Indonesia. Yes. Congratulations. Woohoo! You Eight. get five points out of a possible Excellent. 16. I'll take it. I'll, I mean, based on that list, I feel great about that. Yeah. So that's my point. It's... You know, maybe three players you've heard of out of eight and one who's going to destroy everyone. China doesn't have representation? Chinese Taipei. No. 
I think Nice technically is listed as a Chinese player, if I'm being honest. This website is, like, you can look at the link now, obviously, uh, has him listed as the nation of Chinese Taipei, but I think Liquipedia might have Nice listed as just being Chinese. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking through this list here. I oh, mean, Maxed, Tudming, Sonu. I mean, there are some players I recognize here from China mm. and specifically listed as China, not Chinese Taipei. Yeah. I'm surprised they're not sending anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's it's strange that they're only going with eight players. I mean, that's what they're doing. Yeah, it's a weird event is what you're saying. Yes. Basically, okay. Mario is going to be the first StarCraft II player to ever receive a gold medal. Hmm. Well, he's going to be the first StarCraft II player to earn a gold medal and actually get it. Uh, frankly, in my opinion, Scarlet should have gotten one for Pyongyang. I am. But she, but she, she didn't should get have, but... Oh. She she should have because it was in association with the um, Olympic Committee. Oh, it was. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Oh, but it was an exhibition. Yeah. Ex- exploratory event only. Yeah. 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 I remember that. Well, maybe next time. Maybe next time. That just it really weirds me out. Like, let's do this regional tournament, and everyone can send a player, and we're gonna invite Korea. It's like, look, guys, it like that might be interesting if Mara wasn't going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It right. Might. <laughs> it, it might. Yeah. Yeah, it's still kind of fun to see who's going to take second place because I I don't know I don't know nice probably but if I had but, to bet if I had to guess it would be nice yeah yeah does Liquipedia have Amy Pie nope uh, what about lightweight uh, lightweight uh, player name Kazakhstan has won a total of fifty one dollars and sixty two cents fifty one winner winning dollars uh-huh. uh huh is a Kazakh protoss player who's currently playing for 3d clan and that's literally it demigod doesn't have a page it re- returns literally nothing when you search on liquipedia really yep. i would have thought demigod did that's what i've heard of him well he doesn't have a liquipedia page okay that's where i've heard of him he played in corsair cup at least once ah okay so he exists we know he exists good job demigod yeah got toured by billowy in the first round hmm. not, not great but exists <laughs> <laughs> yeah so okay all right well have fun maru yeah have fun winning your gold medal is it even an accomplishment for him you think he goes there and comes home and is like yes i got a gold medal for winning this thing no or is he just like it's kind of embarrassing yeah it does feel kind of like well we're inviting a giants to play in a game of mortals right I mean, I could beat a team of third graders in basketball by myself, but I wouldn't feel good about it. And we're definitely not giving you a gold medal for it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> hmm. Well, on that sad note, we'll see you next it's time, time to wrap this up. Goodbye. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the pod. If you have any suggestions, feel free to send those to falconpaladin at gmail.com with the subject of podcast suggestions. Also, feel free to check out the merchandise available to you in the show notes. And until next time, as always, thanks for being here with us, spending your time with us today, and you take care of yourself.